Hey, chiropractors and marketers. We are ready for another modern chiropractic marketing show with Dr. Kevin Christie, where we discuss the latest in marketing strategies, content marketing, direct response marketing, and business development with some of the leading experts in the industry. All right. Welcome to another episode of the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show. Today, I'm going to be bringing a solo episode, and we're going to be discussing how to have a sports recovery experience. Uh, I know I've mentioned this in the Facebook group and I think on the podcast before, uh, but I'm going to really break it down today as far as the process, what you can do in lieu of having all the different things that we have in our in our practice and make it uh, actionable for you. I think it's something that's a, a very, very good opportunity to get some exposure and, uh, you know, just it's a nice little live event that we can have. I think live events are amazing and sometimes they're hard to do. And this is one way to, to have a really good engaged live event. So we'll dive into that. Uh, but before we do, one of the obstacles that I'm having right now in, in practice and business is actually developing an ergonomics algorithm. Not going to dive too much into what that's for, but it's a really good opportunity for us. And I am uh, putting together that. <laughs> uh, I'm not actually doing the behind the scenes, uh, say developing part of the algorithm, but I'm putting together the questions and the reporting and like all the different stuff for it. So yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting. Um, I think a lot of people that hear the podcast, maybe the Facebook group or, or see me speak kind of put me in a category with the, you know, a marketer uh, for chiropractors. And obviously I, I play that role and I try to do it in a, an elegant and uh, long-term effective classy way of doing it for chiropractors. But at the heart of who I am is a, a clinician. You can call it a scientist, whatever you want to do, but I really still dive deep into things like biomechanics and ergonomics and treatment and things of that nature in my practice. And it's something that I pride myself in. And so I, I do still dig deep into the science of things. And this ergonomics algorithm is definitely one of them. So it's an obstacle, but it's a it's a great one. So it's going well, and I'm excited about that. The Facebook highlight, uh, I really enjoyed this one, and I shared it into the group. And this was by Dr. Josh Wagner, who a lot of you may know. He's been in our virtual marketing summit. He's been a guest on our podcast. But he had posted, and so I shared it in the group. And, and this is what he had written. So I'm just going to read it. And it really rang true with me, and I'll, I'll explain why. Closing new patients crushes your referrals. Closing new patients crushes your retention. Closing new patients is no way to spend a career serving your community, one of the most beautiful services available for healing. A service that's valuable and people will pay for when shown properly, not educated. Unless that thing not educated means like you hear a lot of this stuff like, you know, you got to educate the patients. You got to like basically convert them to what chiropractic is by educating them endlessly, you know, having all these different things, whatever that is. So moving on, unless you want to be in this in the endless new patient rat race perpetuated by our field. Closing contains a relationships and makes good doctors feel like salespeople. Instead, open new patients to your care. Open new patients to the value of your care. Open new patients to paying you well for it, which is a big part of what I try to get people to do. And watch how much easier and more profitable your practice gets. If you're reading this, I know you deserve it. So one of the biggest things I think I took away from this was that uh, you hear a lot of this times is like closing new patients on treatment plants and stuff like that. I, I don't like it. I'm not going to bang on it too much, but I think it gets blown out of proportion. Things like, um, you know, high PVAs. I think the PVA is a good patient visit average is a good number to track just so you know. But a lot of times when you see these 
PVAs that are through the roof, like 40s and 25s and 35s, you kind of burn and churn and, and your patient feels sold to, regrets it, goes through with it, but their likelihood of coming back after that treatment plan, the likelihood of them referring their friends and family to you goes down. And so that lifetime value of the patient goes down. I'm a big believer in that. It's hard to quantify. I guess a big thing would to understand the difference between a PVA and a lifetime value of a patient is if you were to take the lifetime value of a patient, you have to calculate all the referrals that like, so if Bob came in, you would count Bob's visits, but then if Bob referred five people, then you have to count the revenue, you know, the revenue that would come in from those five people. And then if any of those five people referred people, then you got to count that, right? It's like this endless exponential tree of referrals. That's really what the lifetime value of a patient is versus what the patient visit averages is like, how many times on average does a patient come in each new patient? You know, it's, it's so that's, that's a big thing there. And I think what uh, Josh was saying there really rings true as far as how you can grow a practice elegantly and uh, be really um, a referred to and sought after chiropractor, a respected doctor in, in your town. So take that for what you will. I thought it was great and I, I appreciate that being written. So, all right. And then as far as a win, which we just got done having a sports recovery experience, which is going to be the topic of today's show. So we'll go right into it. We had a good one. It wasn't our best one. We've had one of these every quarter, uh, but this was a good one. Uh, I'll go through kind of the unique method we put together for sports recovery experience, some of the goals that we look for each time. And then this last one, I'll show you where we kind of fell short and where we did good. So just to give you a little background on a sports recovery experience for us, you know, we have a whole body cryotherapy unit here. We've got the recovery boots, uh, hyperbaric chamber, deep tissue laser therapy, uh, game ready ice system. You know, and then we have other things like massage therapists on site and obviously what we do. Uh, so we have a lot going on that we can offer for a sports recovery experience. I don't think you need to have all those things to still have this. I think you can kind of get creative with what you do have to offer. And then you can apply that to what I'm going to talk about today. And so every quarter we try to have one of these and essentially uh, we do it on a Saturday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. It's uh, kind of like an open house. We try to get 50 people signed up and we usually hit that number and usually about 35, 30, 35, 40 show up actually, which is uh, probably a number that we can actually max out in. Um, and then they can try the stuff for free and we, we bring in other vendors. We have food people that come in and offer free food and obviously they get to promote their services. So it works out pretty well in that regard as well. And so it's, you know, food and drink and not alcohol, but food and waters and stuff like that. And just a, a good time. People hang around, talk. It's always been successful. We've been running these since 2014 and uh, it's just been something that's been a really good driver of our practice. And so uh, let me run through what the goals are of each of these and then I'll explain our little unique method of doing it, how we how we run it each time, how we promote it, things like that. The, the goals that I have are 50 emails. Basically, these are people that register and I'll explain that through the uh, unique method. Uh, 35 or more attend. We like to do $2,000 in sales during the experience. We would like to get, you know, three new patients scheduled minimum from those people for the next week or so. And then reciprocity with vendors and, and those who attend. And I think that's a big one. That's probably even number one. It's hard to obviously quantify perfectly, but it's a good one there. And so 
it gives us, it's cool too, is like we usually will schedule the date and we do one per quarter. About 45 days prior, I really start to promote this. And I like sometimes about live events and workshops and things like that is it gives you a reason to get out into the community and some like a campaign to actually go and promote. And so it gets you an action, which is nice. And that's what this does for us. So this is what I do. Um, the first thing we do is we schedule a date of the uh, sports recovery experience. And then I the next step is to confirm vendors and the health fit team. So I need to make sure that on a Saturday that um, all of my team members can make that Saturday. I, they do have lives, so I have to <laughs> coordinate all that. Try to get our the vendors, uh, they, they can do that. Um, I don't base the event around, the say, the food vendors. Like We pick a date based on my team can make it, and then if they can make that, great. If that particular vendor can't, I'll find another one. So far, it hasn't been an issue. Then what we do is we have a landing page that we've got, and we edit the dates. We keep it basically the same at this point. And we edit the dates and just different information as needed. Like maybe the massage therapist can't make it. So then we don't have massage or whatever. So we we do that, edit the landing page. Because that landing page is early on when we were doing is we didn't have that. Now it's become such a nice well-oiled machine of getting people registered. So we do that. Then we start an Excel spreadsheet for people who register in person or over the phone. So not everybody registers through the landing page. Obviously, patients that come in see flyers and they, they will say, oh, I want to come. So we have an Excel spreadsheet with that. I like to have their email address so because we do email them prior for things as far as like preparing them. Then I have uh, the flyer designed. A lot of times now it's just changing the dates again and have that designed and printed. I add that particular flyer to Google. So now on Google, you can actually add images of events you're having and you can set dates and things of that nature. So I do add that flyer to our Google page. The next thing I do is I have my website developer put a banner on the bottom footer. So when someone goes to our website, this little banner pops up on the bottom after a few seconds, just promoting the sports recovery experience. So they can click on that and register. So that's one way of getting people to it. The other thing is do is I make sure I clear out the email list from the previous sports recovery experience. So in our MailChimp, we have an email list specific to it for that landing page, obviously. And so I make sure that's cleaned out because people are going to start registering and I want to make sure it's, um, and when I say cleaned out, I'm just, what I do is when we had a, say we had one back in April, I take all those emails from there and I put it into my practices email list. So it just goes right into there. I don't delete them obviously. So now that we've got the fresh start on that list, we start to promote it. I email to my patients announcing the experience. So we do have a mix of our current patients and new people. So I email the patients. And then we, we go to implement the overall marketing strategy uh, 45 days prior to, to the experience. I feel like this gives us enough time to, to really get going with it. And we have a Facebook ad strategy that we implement uh, with some ad spend. I think this last time we spent about $250. And we do that through like a, we'll, we'll post on our business page for like 20 bucks for a couple of days, see how, how it does. If it does pretty well, then we'll use that as a Facebook ad and put money behind that. Um, I post on my personal profile because I do have a lot of patients on my personal profile. I post in the Boca Raton Triathletes group that I'm active in. They give me clearance for that. Always make sure you get clearance in Facebook groups. I post in a Runner's Edge. It's a group that's like a uh, it's a running shoe store. So I post in their group, getting clearance from them. Uh, I post on other aspects like uh, Instagram and and Twitter and things like that. So we do that, and then we just you know have an overall Facebook ad strategy. We pass out flyers to local businesses. So again, this gives us a reason to go speak to other businesses, which is nice. So we pass out some of those flyers we had printed. 
we have a um, email sent to the Boca Raton triathlete list. I'm going to sponsor them. So I kind of get, when we have events, we're allowed to do that. So that works out pretty well. And then I also have flyers at the front desk, which is good. We have vendors promote the experience. So whoever the vendors are, we have them promote it. So that's really good as well. So it all works out to be a nice way of getting this information out there. And then throughout the process, you know, we email the registrants, basically reminding them of the event, not too far in advance, but, you know, we start to remind them and give them a little bit of information, maybe onto that list. So I can specifically email them some sports recovery stuff that my other patients aren't going to get, uh, which is nice. Then once we get closer, like the week of, and we got a full list, we're going to make sure we, we email those patients the paperwork. There's just some like quick waiver stuff for the sports recovery things. We, we want them to print it out, sign it, fill it out and bring it in. If not, we give them the, the handed form and they have to fill it out pretty quickly. It doesn't take too long. So that's nice. And then we, we try to schedule, like, this is something that we're going to change now. Cause we, like this last one we had this past weekend, everybody showed up at 10 AM start. So it was a little overwhelming. So we used to, in the past, try to schedule them on blocks of times. Like we had the spreadsheet and it was like, okay, 15 minutes for the recovery boots and 15 for the hyperbaric chamber. And it's, it's kind of like a taste of it, right? Cause obviously in a regular session, if they came into our practice, they would do those things longer, but we tried to schedule and it was kind of a mess. So then we got away from scheduling, but now I'm realizing we need to do something. So what we're going to do is a, uh, we're going to have eight to 10 per hour that can come in. So like, we'll call it, okay, what time slot do you want? 10 to 11, 11 to 12, one to two. And it'll pick that and then we'll kind of go from there. And that'll offset being clustered too much. So we'll do that. On the day of, we offer slight discounts to the sports recovery punch cards for that stuff. So again, this isn't treatment. This isn't chiropractic care. Um, this is a separate thing. And so there's a like a 20% discount we offer on those services that day for punch cards. And then we uh, then after that, you know, we have the event. Event goes nice. I talk to people. We've got our whole team there. One person's working on kind of receiving people coming in and then, you know, talking about packages and such like that on the way out. We got someone running through the whole body cryotherapy. I'm talking to people kind of mingling and just answering questions. Uh, another CA is doing things like the laser and putting people on the recovery boots and stuff. And so we got this nice flow going uh, that we organize. And overall, usually from 10 to 2, it's just a, a pretty high energy, turn the music up a little bit louder than usual. It's just a high energy, nice Saturday and people truly enjoy it. And we've gotten so much good feedback of it that we just continued to do it. And now it's pretty, you know, well-oiled machine. I can, the way I've got my marketing strategy out is I always fill up those 50 emails, uh, which is great, or 50 registrants. So we, we do that. And then, um, you know, we, the afterwards like this, so we just did it this past weekend. I'll email the people that attended, thanking them, you know, reiterating that we hope they had a good time. And if they had any questions, things like that. So give them a little email. And then lastly, I, this is a strategic coach tool. I perform a, an experience transformer on the experience the week after the event. So we do our team meetings on Thursdays during lunch. So this particular meeting will be all about doing an experience transformer, which just is okay. What went right? What went wrong? How can we do it better? You know, how can we improve it? And that's a, a coach tool that they teach about anything you do like that. Just see what, you know, write out what can be made better. And then you can add that to the unique method here. So I might even alter this a little bit based on that and how that goes. So we try to always get better with it. I talked about the goals that we had. Again, I'll reiterate that and I'll show you where we fell short this time. 50 emails, 35 or more attend. We got the 50 emails. We had, I think, 32 people attend. So we were a little short on that. It's okay. 
2,000 in sales during the experience. We did not hit that number. We were at 700 this one. We've had some where we've done 3,000. Summer's always a little weird here. Not too sure. This is one of the ones where we didn't hit that number. We usually do. Uh, three new patients. We got one new patient, so didn't hit that number either. And then lastly, reciprocity with vendors and those who attended. Uh, yes, we had a overall, it was like a really good energy to it. And I, it was just, uh, I had a really good time on this one. So I would say that was very beneficial. So even though we didn't hit all of our goals on this, it still was a huge win. It went well. We will do another one probably in October, November of this year to finish out the year. So think about how you could have a sports recovery experience or whatever you want to name it. Don't have to name it that, but I thought it was, it's a pretty good name for people. And we do try to make it an experience for them. And then just, you know, kind of write out what, what are the things you could offer? If it's two things, if it's three things, that's fine. You just may have to adjust. Maybe only 20 people can come. That's fine. You know, just really figure out what you can hold, what your team can hold. If it's just you and a CA, like you may not be able to handle 35 people. So just figure out what you can do and, and start to do it and use this as a guide to develop a process to make this happen. So I hope this is helpful. Uh, I think live events are great. I think one of the best things you can do is take a offline event, like a live event and use online marketing to drive people to it. it brings that old school and new school together. And it's a really good way of driving people into your practice. Hey doc, one last thing before you leave, I want to let you know more about the chiropractic success Academy. This academy is going to be four parts. It's the clinician, really going to make sure you understand a lot of the different aspects of the clinical things, not you know how to do an adjustment or treat, but there's so many different clinical aspects of practice, whether it's EHR, communication with patients, all the different things that go into that. But really what we want to make sure is that you're well-rounded. The clinical, the producer, which is going to be a lot about marketing, the business person, which would be everything from the business side of things that we don't learn, unfortunately, in chiropractic school. We want to make sure that we can run a good business and grow from there, whether you're a business owner, an associate, independent contractor, whoever it may be. We really want to make sure you get that business side. And then the doctor, yourself, you know, like kind of your mindset, not the woo woo stuff, but just understanding how to grow and the different mindsets that can impede us. And just the things that go into a well-rounded chiropractor, which again, the clinical, the producer, the business, and your mindset. And so the Chiropractic Success Academy was designed with those four channels in mind and really going to try to help you grow. In a way, I kind of look at it as a chiropractor. We Unfortunately, on one end of the spectrum, we have some that are, are failing. That's not right. We don't want that. And then, you know, moving down that, we have some that are just surviving. They're doing enough just to, to survive day to day financially. And that's not where we want to be as well, but we can move down that spectrum to, you know, having a thriving practice that helps really have a thriving personal life and everything. And I think a lot of chiropractors would be happy with that. And that's where we really want to try to get you to, but then there's even another level, which is kind of having the freedom, right? It's freedom of time, money, purpose, relationship, and really be able to do what you want to do because that thriving practice is, is allowing for those freedoms. And so if we can get you to that thriving and then even get you to the next step as far as having the freedom, that's our goal. And that's the goal of the Chiropractic Success Academy. So head on over, check that out. I, I know you'll like it. And you can find that that link at bit.ly, so B-I-T dot L-Y slash C-S-A circle. If you click that easy link, that will be 
a little page for you to get a little more information about this academy and why I think it would be right for you. So check that out. Hopefully you'll join us. We've got many chiropractors in there learning. There's a closed Facebook group. There's the actual academy, which we we drip content in weekly. So this isn't one of those academies where it's just going to be like drinking water out of a fire hydrant. You're going to really get this content that's easy to digest. And so each week will be another aspect of one of those four channels and we'll grow together. The closed Facebook group's very engaged, a lot of information shared in there that isn't anywhere else. Uh, I don't share it in the modern chiropractic marketing group, but you're going to get a lot of tools and concepts to help grow. So join us over there. I hope to see you inside. Have a great week and I'll see you next week at the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show with Dr. Kevin Christie. Tune in next week for another episode that will enhance your marketing, business, and practice growth. Also, don't forget to subscribe to Dr. Christie's Modern Desk Jockey podcast and share with your desk-sitting patients. In the Modern Desk Jockey, Dr. Christie provides health and wellness best practices from some of the leading experts in the corporate wellness industry. Remember, chiropractic practice isn't easy, but it shouldn't be overwhelming. Keep leveling up.